welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the St. Andrews Podcast. I wish that you could have been in our pre-podcast meeting because we have been having a ball. It was a lot of fun. We've been laughing a lot. In fact, Jeff had to say, like, okay, now it's time. He's like counting down and we're still laughing because we're having such a good time. So it's so good to see you guys. For those of you that are joining us for the live interactive podcast, and it's so good that you are listening to us, those of you who are joining us for the audio version. We just love having you guys around and love being a part of your lives for the week. So my friend DA, how are you? I am doing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a good staff meeting. Had a lot of laughter in we staff did. We've meeting. We've been laughing some, a lot some today. Planning today. It's like we were having Tuesday. stimulating conversation in our pre-production meeting <laughs> about <laughs> pronouncing words, and and yes. maybe we should even do a podcast on that. Oh, so. I think we should. So how, I can't even remember how it started, but oh yes, I do because Da was praying, and at the very end he said Amen, Amen. and I said. Amen. And I never realized that we said amen, amen so, differently. So when you sing, and I know we don't do yes. this really in our hymns, but a lot of hymns, when you yes, sing them, at the end, very end. do you sing amen or amen? I would always sing amen. In fact, I love uh, yeah. it that you ask this because <laughs> my dad, who was a choral conducting major for one of his many thousands of degrees that he has, uh, he um, conducted Mas- the Handel's Messiah, which is like one of the best mm-hmm. pieces of music that has ever been written. And I've sung with him several times in Handel's Messiah. And there is the Amen chorus at the very end where all you say is Amen over and over and over again. So you think it would be ingrained in me that I would say Amen, but I think the oaky in me has come out. But see, here, say here's amen. how it works is you probably remember church choirs at the after the benediction, you know, pastors oh, yes. processing out to yes. shake hands with everybody. And the choir might sing what I think it was called the sevenfold Amen. Amen. Yes, of course. But uh-huh. if you go back to a, a more gospel-oriented song, Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we could have some fun with that. So how wow. are you doing? How's your well, day? Well, I'm just having a blast because we've been laughing a lot on <laughs> Laughing Tuesday. This has been really good. Uh, but yeah, things are just going really well. It is so hard to believe we are staring at May. And Jeff and I, I keep referencing Jeff. Hi, Jeff over Jeff, there. how are you doing Do you today? Say hi to everybody. Studio engineer extraordinaire. The yeah. guy that keeps us going. The guy that makes us sound good. Good. It's pretty easy to do with you guys, though. <laughs> you guys are oh, professional. that was a good one. I, yeah, yeah. If you had said look good, he'd say, well, it's not a problem with you, but it's a problem with <laughs> the A. You are so funny. But Jeff and I were talking earlier today about the fact that we thought we had gotten through Easter and that things would calm down a little bit. And then we looked at the May calendar, and it was like the explosion of chaos on the May calendar. So with, that's what we're with, looking at. With Mother's Day and then senior stuff, yes. and then you have typically Memorial Day at the end of the month. Yes. I mean, it, it is. It's a big month. Blink. Yes. It, it is gone. Yeah, and you are planning a, a graduation. I have a graduation. Your middle child is graduating, which is crazy times. Yeah, crazy ex- exciting. exciting, but <laughs> crazy. Crazy, mm-hmm. exactly. So this is so fun as we are diving into a new sermon series. You know, when we planned this, when we came up with the theme for the year, the mm-hmm. word create, uh, it's like, okay, we <laughs> Preach on creation. What after? What are we going to do after that? But <laughs> right. it, it was really pretty yeah. easy to you know create in me a clean heart, yes. oh God. What we looked at For in the Lent, not Lent. On the Easter, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, but once we realize what Christ has done for us, that, yeah. you know, Christ died for our sins, he rose so that we too have the promise of new life. Yeah. And when we receive that new life, we become a new creation. creation. And so uh, that's what we're looking at in this series. And, and it's very uh, interesting because... The Apostle Paul writes this mm-hmm. idea of new creation mm-hmm. and new life in the letter to the Second Corinthians, but we had to kind of start with First Corinthians. And one of the problems yeah. that the Corinthians had was a division over spiritual leadership. And so I, I kind of yes. thought maybe we could start there today. And when you think of spiritual leadership, mm-hmm. it, it's always very clear mm-hmm. your dad is a spiritual leader oh, in your is. life. Yes, uh, but I'm certain there are other spiritual leaders. Mm-hmm. Other than your mom. Right. <laughs> other than your husband. Yes, other than my pastor boss. <laughs> yeah. So yes. what what are things that you're attracted to in spiritual leadership? Mm-hmm. What are the things that inspire you and really speak to your faith? Yeah. You know, I think now that I am older and wiser, uh, one of the things that really is attractive to me in a spiritual leader is humility. Hmm. You know, so much when I was younger, I would look for that charismatic leader that can command the presence of a room and, you know, helps people know the good news of Jesus Christ and people are just drawn in. And so you think, oh, that's a great quality. But the more I've worked with spiritual leaders, the the quality that really stands out to me is being godly in a leader because it's it's hard. It's almost counterintuitive when you think about a leader being humble. But, oh, those okay, humble so, leaders are just so, awesome. So when you say that, though, immediately my thought is that's really Jesus. Yes, you know? I mean, it I is. mean, yeah, Jesus was a commanding presence. But came to serve. But he was... Very humble. humble. You know, his mm-hmm. didn't ride in on a horse, rides in on, the donkey. on a donkey. Yeah, exactly. What about you? What do you think? You know, I because I was going to ask the question, I, I knew I probably mm. needed to be able to answer it. And, and I think all of us are probably a little bit of the place where, you know, it, it, does this person have a magnetic personality? What right. is it about it that draws us to them? Can't deny that yes. there are people like that and people that I'm yeah. uh, drawn to right. in their ministries. Um, for me, one of the, the big things is... Do they speak the word of God? Mm-hmm. You know, That's, are, are yeah. they knowledgeable of scripture? Do they, they really speak the word of God in a way that not only shows knowledge of the Bible, mm-hmm. but shows knowledge of the human condition, yes, uh, you know, right. and, it, and it, it comes from a, a pure heart. But along that line, if, if I were looking for a spiritual leader, and, and we talk a lot about spiritual journey, you know, mm-hmm. that we're, we're all on this journey. Right. I need somebody that's ahead of me on the journey. Right. Um, yes, I and, love that. And typically, that's going to be someone who's older right. and wiser. I mean, my yeah. station in life, you know, Jonathan's getting ready to graduate from high school. Yeah. Uh, Karis uh, will be a junior, so a couple yeah. more years she's gone. And one of the things I need is I need parents who have been there, done that. You know, what do you yes. do now that your kids are yeah. gone? And Growing you know, up and moving you know, out of the house. My, and, yeah. My, the thing I'm noticing is so much of who I have been has been tied up in my children's activities. Absolutely. Well, when that's gone, man, I got to have a hobby. Right. <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> yeah, There's right. only so much golf and so much fishing you can uh-huh. do. I need to do something productive. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea, though, of, of having somebody who's further along in the journey than right. you. I think that's so important. And again, takes a humility on your part to be able to say, here I am, a leader for the masses, but I still need somebody who's able to lead me. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, but the other thing I would say is, while that's typically someone older, yeah. I have come to realize I also need somebody 
younger sure. than me. And, and if if I can use you as an example oh, yeah. on this. Okay, so there's, I don't know, approximately 20 years difference yeah. between our age. Right. Uh, we have a great rapport. Mm-hmm. And, and I learn a lot from you. And, and in fact, yeah. if, if you're watching the podcast, one of the things that uh, I, I can't tell enough is when people, other pastors say, well, you know, why do y'all do a podcast? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I tell them the story that, you know, Stephanie hadn't been on staff that long and she came into my office and she was all happy and excited. And <laughs> she's like, hey, I've been working on something, but I'm not going to work <laughs> anymore until I know what, how you feel yeah, about this. Right. I said, okay, what is it? She goes, how do you feel about a podcast? <laughs> and, and I figure I probably had the most deadpan expression <laughs> on my that. face. And I said, why do I need a podcast? Uh-huh, right. and, and your answer was, I've been talking to young mothers mm-hmm. and whatever else you said after that, you didn't need to say anymore. Right. Because at that point, it was, we want to reach families, people yeah. at whatever station they are. But, right. but we've always felt like our church could reach young families. And so... I don't connect with young families mm. now the way I did when I came. I mean, sure. yeah, I was in my 40s when I came, but I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Right. And so I connected with young families. Well, that one-year-old turns 17 in less than a week. It's <laughs> <That's> just crazy, <laughs> isn't and, it? And so, oh, so yeah. I need a, a younger mm. person to connect with to help lead me because sure. ministry has changed and and if we're going to be relevant in our witness for Christ mm-hmm. if we're going to be relevant as a church I need someone older to help yeah. guide me but I need someone younger to help me understand things are changing and sure. there's different perspective and so oh, it's just so that's wise part of what I look for it's so so wise I just absolutely love that so tell us a little more I'm curious uh for our listeners to know a little bit more about how you're going to divide up the series I know that's a little off script but just no, with that's the okay. scriptural part of things it, it really follows the same script that we followed for Lent it, yeah. when you read second Corinthians what chapter was it? Chapter five, it five. Yeah. Uh, starting in verse 11. And that's kind of the context, sets the context for new creation. Mm-hmm. And the, I, when I read it, I always look for words that just kind of jump out. Yes. And, and what does that yes. mean? And for the first sermon, it was, you know, rather than those who are spectacular yes. in ministry, <laughs> we came to you with sincere hearts. And yeah. I thought, wow, how often do we see that? But like this coming Sunday, uh, after he writes that, he writes, so if we're crazy, we're crazy for your sake. <laughs> and I love that. That's <laughs> one of my favorite lines ever. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to say about that. I, I actually, I, I've got to listen to a song that somebody told me about after the service. I came out of oh, Sunday school okay. and it's, it's evidently it's a song on the radio right now called Crazy People or something oh, interesting. like that, okay. that, you yeah. know, uh, no Noah built an ark when there had never been a flood. I'm uh-huh. a cra- you know, so anyhow, yeah. <laughs> just looking, starting in 511 and kind of going down through 17, I think is where it says it's yeah. a new creation. Yeah. Uh, just picking out the words that they, you know, God just says, here, talk yeah. about this, talk about this. Well, and I love, I love how you gave a kind of a synopsis of what was going on in the church in Corinth mm-hmm. at this time, because it was, it was neat when you talked about Apollos and Paul and the difference between their ministries and how, you know, some people were really excited about Apollos because he was this great preacher. And, but Paul is saying, it's not all about that right? and this focus on sincere hearts. But I think that's so helpful because I feel like so many Christians know the verse where where Paul says which is the whole verse you know where um if you're in Christ you are a new creation yeah. the old has gone the new has come but but we don't often look at the context of it and right. so I love that you're doing that and and t- tell us a little bit more about your first point about the seen okay. and the unseen so, so you know the the idea of Paul is criticizing those whose ministry 
doesn't it's like a peacock it's pretty to look right. at but it's there's flashy. no meat right you know and he called it spectacular ministry mm-hmm. whereas he said we didn't come with spectacular ministry yeah we came with sincere hearts mm-hmm. and and he'd already said it before he writes spectacular ministry and of course that just creates my thinking that sometimes we as people are drawn to the spectacular that's why i wanted right. to know what what did you look for right. in a, a spiritual leader right and and you know if you're not from our church and you're watching this, we understand we're not going to be a spiritual leader for everybody. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. But there are some people that are going to be drawn to right. our, our preaching and our teaching, right. our personalities. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I have seen examples of peeking behind the curtain of spectacular <laughs> ministry. Yes. And it's not so spectacular. It's not all it's Because be. it, yes. one of the things that ministers are guilty of is I, I think all – pastors i want to say all really godly pastors Uh really want people to come to christ yes we really we really want our churches to grow and and we want our churches to grow because we are sharing the good news of jesus Mm -hmm. and people are responding by faith and and receiving new life in that Mm -hmm. and um if if some you know when saint andrews was in a high growth yeah. pattern yeah you know people would say what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing and what happens then is they they just want to mimic they want to replicate it what we yeah, do exactly. you know, it, and i would say at that point you, you can't do that no. it, you, you don't know our context right. and you don't know all the work the groundwork yes. that went into that but what they see us do mm-hmm. To them, look spectacular. Right, right. And I'm not saying that ministry has to be spectacular, or or blah. You know, right. <laughs> sincere, right. Because right. there's there's spectacular ministry that is certainly sincere, and there's sincere ministry that is entirely unspectacular. Yes, but, yes. But for the Corinthian situation, Paul was saying yeah. some of y'all are being drawn to this spectacular stuff, and it it's not working for you. In fact, it's taking yeah. you away from God. It's not yeah. drawing you to God. Yeah. It, it, it might be to to use one of par- the parables of Jesus, the whole idea of you know the seed was sown yes. and it sprang up quickly, yeah. but it didn't have root. It didn't have yeah. foundation, and so as soon it as the cares off. of the world came upon it, it it died. It dies and, off. and I've seen pastors experience that i've seen ministries that man passion fire yeah Eh. but no foundation well and part of what i I think about with this too is that you know people watching people listening you you may not be in in ministry like da and i are but it still is very relevant to your life as well because a lot of times as christians we feel like we're supposed to do something spectacular right like god is involved in our life and so now everything should be this big red flashing sign and everybody knows about it but i think what paul is really saying here is that for all people all christians all followers of christ it's the sincere heart that is important we let god determine what becomes spectacular in the eyes of man and maybe what isn't spectacular in the eyes of man, but it doesn't really matter in the eyes of man because God looks at your heart. And so if you are living out your Christian walk with a sincere heart, you, you have to give up that, um, that desire that everything looks great to people because it's just not always going to look great to people. Well, and, and there's a trap in that. And, and this is one of the things I learned in seminary. I went to Oral Roberts mm-hmm. University, and if there was any of her, anybody who just was constantly trying to do the spectacular, <laughs> yes, it, was it, was, oral. it was Oral Roberts. Yes. And um, I remember, 
it's like, hey, we're canceling classes for the seminary, and y'all are going to go and be a part of mm. Oral's taping of this show, and, oh, yeah. and we want you to participate, and here's your cue, and when you do things. Oh, wow. And I remember, I think I was, that may have been in my second year, it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will right. go to, I will go be there, but I will not You're gonna be a puppet. do that. Yeah. And of course, I felt sorry for professors, because then when you went back to class, they had to debrief everything and any angst or excitement people had and I remember a professor saying very clearly the problem with oral is the next thing he does always has to be bigger bigger and better bigger thing and and and, and at some point you can't do that no you can't it's not humanly possible yeah so um the the concern that uh Paul has and 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 we should probably say that God Mm -hmm. has for our lives and, and how we live is that Paul says, don't fall for the spectacular. Mm-hmm. Peek behind the curtain. See if there's sincerity there. Right, right. And I think as Christ begins to work in our life, one of the, part of the – as we're being sanctified in yeah. grace, we're becoming less like we are and more like Jesus yes. is, is we learn to distinguish between appearances mm-hmm. and reality. Several years yeah. ago, I was working day spring camp. This was in the 90s, so uh, one of the things that day spring was doing was they would always have a concert artist. And yes. it, it was usually somebody that was a little bit newer because you could afford them. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> couldn't have Amy Grant. You know, right. She was going to be too expensive. Right, right, right. Um, but we, one year we were able to get uh, Rich Mullins. Oh, Rich Big Mullins. Big songwriter, you oh, know, and everything. Oh, our God is an awesome God. Yeah. Oh, and just look the song up. So un- unfortunately, I didn't get to see the concert because oh, I really? was a dean of camp and some kid, in fact, his parents are members here, you know, really? Terry and Vicki Byers, if you're watching, this is when we met because I had to take Ian to the hospital. Seriously? Uh, oh, that's He had run crazy. and twisted his ankle, so. Oh, no, you missed <laughs> Rich Mullins. <laughs> but I, I did, but when I got back, it was... It was not the excitement. Hey, we got to see Richmond. There was yeah. none of that. I remember uh, one pastor saying, yeah, this was not good. And I said, why not? He said, because he got up there and he said, well, he goes, y'all want to know why I wrote this song? The rent was due. I needed the money. Oh, no. Uh, and, oh, no. you know, there, there, were, there was somebody who had gotten his autograph and then they, whatever index card he had written it on, they wrote on the back, this guy's a big fake. Now, I don't think he was Aww, a big fake. Right. I, you know, oh, that's but. Sad. You know, the appearance and the reality weren't matching up. Weren't matching up. Well, and I think that's such a good lesson for us as humans anyway. And, you know, it's something we, Phil and I are trying to teach our daughters, that the way things appear is not actually sometimes the way things are. And, And you do have to go with... Uh, allowing God to work in your life to help open your eyes to what is actually true, what is reality, because otherwise you're basing things on on a lie. And like all of our parents have taught us, appearances aren't everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and I have to be honest, sometimes uh, people may look at my life and they're like, you know, who he is on Sunday morning does not seem to be uh-huh. who he is the rest of the week. And, and I never want that to be the uh-huh. case, but I understand there are some inconsistencies sometimes in how I live. Uh, But but, I do think, too, in that reality of that we are human. Right. And that is a good thing for people to know. And again, it comes back to that humility to be able to say, you know, this is who we are. This is where we struggle. But God is still good. Right. And so I'm I'm curious, have Mm -hmm. you ever seen an appearance of someone? peered behind the curtain a little bit and it's like they're they're not <laughs> i'm trying to read what that laugh means but yeah no, 
naming no names or anybody that we know. Jeff is having. Right. A, do we have a question, Jeff? Do we? No, Jeff doesn't have a question. Jeff is no pointing questions. at himself. It's, like, hey, it's me I'm behind the curtain. That okay. reality was in, just coming in, to in me. In no way was this a reference no. to Jeff. Pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> so true. You know, I, I'm reading this great book right now. It was written um, by a roommate of Phil's when he was in college, when he was at Messiah University. His name is Peter. Don't tell me Somebody. the last name. I think it's Peter Greer. No, that's somebody else. Anyway, Peter is his first name. And he is uh, he's the CEO of Hope Inter- International. But he wrote this book called The Gift of Disillusionment. Mm. And I will never forget when I was in high school and my dad was ser- serving as the uh, executive pastor at one of the largest churches in the world, First United Methodist Church in Tulsa. And uh, so we're coming into this truly spectacular ministry. Mm-hmm. Like I could throw numbers at people about this and, and be like, Wow, wow. They had yeah. that many people. And um, but peeking behind the curtain of of a church that large was I, I found myself very disillusioned. Mm-hmm. It wasn't disillusioning about my faith. It wasn't because because the pastors there preached the gospel, preached the good news of right. Jesus Christ. But you definitely saw the the difficulty that comes when when people become in a sense, famous. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of times what happens at a really large church is it's based on a certain person or a certain personality. And I, I have told DA this many times, I do not think we as humans were designed to be famous. I think it, it messes with our psyche. It messes with our emotions, everything about us. But peeking behind the curtain in that <clears throat> at, at a young age, I mean, I was 15 to 18 years old when we were there. And it was very disillusioning to me about ministry. Right. And my dad went through a lot of pain there in ministry. There was a lot of spiritual warfare that happened it was like a it was like a spiritual warfare 101 for me as a teenager and so doing all that going through that and seeing that and that disillusionment that happens affected me for years and so reading this book the gift of disillusionment uh, the author talks a lot about the fact that when we experience things with people we often become hurt so we have these ideals in mind about how things should be how ministry should be how life should be but then when we when we get real in the nitty gritty with people and they hurt us and they're not perfect and we're not perfect. And then we realize all of that. It kind of makes everything fall through the cracks, which can be really hard and really disillusioning. So I think for me, that's probably my experience. And I'm learning now about why, how that can be a gift because, and let me tell you, sorry, yeah, keep, no, keep going, keep because, going. Well, because of this thing about appearances versus reality. That um, when you are disillusioned, what happens is what you thought was real that isn't real all crumbles. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a gift because if you're basing your life on things that aren't real, that's not good. That's a good word. But you have to let that crumble so that then you can actually see what is true. God, God allows those walls and those foundations to crumble so that you can then see what truth is. And that process, I think, can be very hurtful and very painful for people, but it is a gift. The you know What I'm thinking of is, is one of the things I said in the sermon that's not in our outline today mm-hmm. is, is the concern Paul had for the Corinthians. The Corinthians were kind of a – they were spiritually gifted beyond mm-hmm. belief, but they were pretty immature because all this yeah. – you know, Jesus stuff is new to them. Right. I mean, we, we've got they to were baby Christians. understand that. Yeah. Uh, and younger believers, please hear this clearly. I'm not saying young people. If you're right. 15 to 18. You can figure out it, something about this isn't right. Right, right. Younger believers are more susceptible mm-hmm. 
to the draw of spectacular ministry. And, and I have seen this happen a lot. I've seen um, somebody, you know, you, you go to church camp and you're, you're working with other people in ministry. Yeah. And, you know, for that week at church camp, they can be great. They yeah. can be wonderful. And, and then say you have an opening on your staff. Hey, we need a youth minister. And all the youth will be like, oh, this person was at camp and, and, and they're great. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, peek behind the curtain. Right. And, and they're not ready. They're a lot of fun at camp. They do a great job at camp, right. but they're not. They don't have the maturity mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. And of course, part of what we want people to understand in the series that we're in is every believer in Christ, every follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. is called to do ministry. Now, for us, ministry is our livelihood, right? And and what I mean by that is. We are paid. We support our families mm-hmm. and do things. That's our livelihood. That's how we earn our income. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jeff making his transition from uh, being on staff at Target to mm-hmm. being on staff at church. You know, ministry is his livelihood. He's mm-hmm. taking all those skills and gifts that he has, and he's using those in a way to help us accomplish a mission of our church. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if it's not your livelihood, ministry should still be your life. Yes. This is what Jesus called. When you gave your life to Jesus, it's not yours anymore. It belongs to him. Yeah. And he's going to say, uh, so go share the good news of the kingdom and heal the sick and raise the dead yeah. and cleanse the skins of lepers and cast out demons. I mean, all yes. that stuff yes. is what we're called to do. And this is part of the identity that, that I always want people connected to St. Andrews to understand that you are a minister. Mm-hmm. It may not be your livelihood, but it's your life. Mm-hmm. No matter what you're doing, Phil, it's his livelihood. Yeah. But I'm betting when he answered God's call to ministry, he never thought, you know, I fully see myself being a university president. <laughs> right, you're right. Never and, thought and that. And that's what he's embarked on. Yeah, exactly. You know, my wife is a certified public accountant. Mm-hmm. I can tell you countless stories of how she has ministered to people doing their income Absolutely. tax returns. Yes, so, that so is a ministry. <laughs> ministry is <laughs> your life. And and I'm going to be honest, what we do on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. hundreds of people on site, hundreds of people yes. online worshiping the Lord with our leadership. Yeah. Uh, my wife doesn't get that, but while her ministry may not seem spectacular, yeah. it comes from a sincere, sincere heart, heart. Yes. And, and she wants to be able to help people grow closer mm-hmm. to Christ through that. And, and a lot of her uh, clients are actually pastors yeah. and they just, they don't know. It is a ministry to them yes. that she has. She didn't want to give that up. That's so so um, when you know you're called to ministry, here's a temptation. Yeah. This is what Pastor Stephanie does. <laughs> I like Pastor Stephanie. I, I'm drawn to Pastor <laughs> Stephanie. This is how she prays. This is how she worships. That's what I want to do. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah, we learn by imitation. Right. But if it's just a cheap imitation, right. instead of being authentic to who God has made you mm-hmm. to be, because when you gave your life to Jesus, the promise is, I'm going to make you a, a new, new creation. creation. Yes. Oh, I just love that. So, so good. Hey, Jeff, any questions for us today or any closing thoughts you have? Uh, so we got no questions. Nobody uh, submitted any uh, so far. But, uh, you know, just give uh, a couple shout outs here. You know, we had uh, Todd joining us. Oh, we yeah. got Kathy. Oh, hello, Todd. Hey, awesome Todd. church, Kathy. Todd. Yes. Yeah. yes. We got uh, Bear joining in. Christy. Hey, hey Bear. Bear. Christy. Hibbard. Christy. So, oh, quite a lot of people. Shelly Hibbard. Yep, yep. All right. So, hey, Shelly. So good but, to see uh, you guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And be sure to spread the word and uh, yeah. submit questions and tell us, uh, you know, kind of 
kind of what you're looking for out of this yeah. Uh, ministry. Yeah, that's just awesome. Excellent. I love it. So you have any closing thoughts today? Well, I just hope that, that people are encouraged about the fact that this idea of a sincere heart is very real. And we we never fully... Uh, experience all that God has to has for us until we dive into that genuine, sincere person that he created us to be. And, and so instead of spending our time on how things look from the outside and being spectacular, spend some time this week focused on who has God made you to be and, right. and what is your authentic person that he has created you to be? Because he had you in mind even before you were born. And so. he's given you the gifts and he's given you the temperament, mm-hmm. the personality. Uh, if you were goofy before you gave your life to Jesus, there's a pretty good <laughs> chance you're still goofy and Jesus is going to use your goofiness. That's I guess right. that's kind of a good I love thing that. to think about in terms of uh, if we're crazy, we're, That's <laughs> we're right. crazy for Leading your benefit. Into next week. Friends, we are so glad that uh, you're joining us, uh, whether this is today in our live version or you're listening later. We hope that if you know someone that might be encouraged by this, that you would share this with them. And again, as Jeff said, we would always welcome your comments and your questions. Uh, we want this to be something that kind of scratches your spiritual itch to mm-hmm. help you grow in your relationship with Christ. We always love to see people in worship. We have three services on Sunday. Uh, 8.15 is our traditional style of worship and then 9.30 and 10.50 are more uh, modern style worship services and we also have a number of discipleship groups that perhaps would be uh, helpful for you Uh, building those relationships is always key we have a full youth ministry we have a full children's ministry we would love to be your spiritual home here at St. Andrews but if that's not possible we know some of you live in other cities we're so glad that you're a part of our family of faith Uh, we thank God for you and we look forward to God bless. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless.